0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. I am your host this morning, Nathan Sather, joining you from the studio in Fargo. I'm going to take a a short little diversion here. I have been voluntarily hosting different programs for Real Presence Radio for quite some time. And my wife, when I first started doing this, she's like, well, who are people you'd like to interview? And I was like, well, there's only two people I'd really like to interview. I'd like to interview Mitch Paqua, Father Paqua, and I'd like to in- I'd like to interview Teresa Tamio someday. And so I knocked out Father Paqua about a decade or so ago at a Eucharistic Congress, and today is the second highlight of my uh, Real Presence Radio hosting experience, getting to have Teresa Tamio join us today. Teresa, I love all your work. I love your voice. I love your enthusiasm. The work that you do at the Pro-Life Marches for EWTN is just over the top. It's amazing. You are one of the most wonderful people I've I've ever uh, had a chance to listen to and the impact that you've had on my own family. Uh, We have the Extreme Makeover books and I'm a father of nine daughters, so we we talk about these things all the time, and you're just such a blessing to the life that we live as Catholic Christians. It's an, truly a privilege to have you join us this morning on Real Presence Live.
2: Gosh, I, I don't know what to say. That's, that's quite an introduction. Thank you so much, and that means so much that that my work on the air and in my writings has made a difference. Uh, and that's that's what I love to hear. That's what keeps me going. So, thank you.
1: Oh, you're 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 very welcome. And it's it, I mean, it's it's kind of weird, like as as a person who. You like for example in our family Teresa Tamio is a big deal. <laughs>
2: you guys need to get out and, more. What's well, going
1: on there? <laughs> well, well, we 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 go to mass and covid made us a homeschool family. So maybe we maybe you're not wrong there we'd probably do need to do that. But, you know, you for example are such an important part in our faith journey. And so it's it's interesting that through the media, which we'll get into a little bit, and and you obviously have a background in that, like almost nobody else in Catholic media does. But through through the ways in which we've journeyed, you've you've journeyed with us in our growth in holiness and our family increasing in size, and is and is a very important part of that. But but we have none with you, so it's it's kind of weird how much impact someone can have, and you never have any idea what impact you are actually having on folks. And so I, I do try to make a point to, when I get a chance to meet people that have had such an impact, John Martinoni is one in my own uh, faith journey. Oh, that yeah, I, I love John. He's yeah, great. I, He's a I, good friend of mine, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a chance to, to meet him at Mother Angelica's Shrine there in uh, Coleman, uh, Alabama, and got to, you know, shake his hand and whatnot. And I try to do this because I know it can be discouraging. You can wonder, like, oh, how many Hail Marys do I have to pray before this happens, and and whatnot so I just want to in, in, encourage you and, and just know how much impact you actually do have Teresa you are a huge blessing to the church and to our radio listeners as well
2: well thanks that's what keeps you going and, and it sounds corny but there are days now you get you get so much um, pushback uh, even in the Catholic Church there's a lot of division and, and I always try to you know keep people in the boat keep their eyes focused on Christ and one of the big messages that I'll have the next week I really when I come to town is to talk about how we can't get pulled this way or the other. We have to have confidence and faith in what Jesus told us about the Church and thought that we should be concerned about issues. But I see so many people getting confused and all caught up and and things that that we have nothing to do with in terms of the way the Church is structured and and can't have an impact on. But we can impact our own domestic Church, our own parish community, our own diocese. And Catholic Radio is is, is a big tool in that. So I'm just honored. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, and I should make it clear that you're not on the radio today because you're fulfilling my lifelong dream, but you're actually going to come to Duluth and speak at the Real Presence Radio Banquet there yeah. on March 8th.
2: That's right. It's a week from tomorrow. I can't believe it. We've been uh, planning back and forth, and, and I've been on this the you know, radio before talking about it, so there's still room, I understand. I spoke with uh, Jessica Foley from Real Presence, and she told me that right now you have about 250-plus. I'm not sure how many the facility holds, but I hope we can pack the place and sell out to support Real Presence Radio, and I love doing events for Real Presence because uh, the uh, overall manager of Real Presence, Steve, and I go way back, and he had me back uh, to Fargo years ago when Real Presence was just starting and when the the bishop there was at that time, uh, Bishop Aquila, who's now the Archbishop, of course, of Denver, And we had um, a very nice turnout. It was the very first fundraising dinner, and they did really well. So I I love meeting people who listen to us and and appreciate what we do. So, yeah, I'll be there next Tuesday. I'm flying in, uh, God willing, Tuesday morning from Detroit, going through Minneapolis and then hitting Duluth and uh, coming back home the following day. And then I'm back in Minnesota on the 12th. I'm doing a a fundraiser for a Catholic school and that's happening in the uh, uh, Archdiocese of Minneapolis. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time in Minnesota the next two
1: weeks. (laughs) Have you ever been to Duluth before?
2: Uh, Yes, I actually spoke at the Women's Conference a couple years ago, which was delightful, and I had the opportunity to meet uh, the mother of uh, one of your famous sons, uh, Father Michael Schmidt, and I finally got to get to know him this last year. He was on our Good News cruise as one of our spiritual directors and speakers, and then I saw him at the March for Life. So um, I don't know if he's going to be at the dinner next week, but I'm, I'm going to text him and say, hey, (laughs) I'm
1: in town. 251 people now, right?
2: hmm
1: No, he's my... Sure my sure so. If If Teresa tamio is, is a big name in our family, Father Mike Schmitz is a big name with the kids. They're always watching mm-hmm. his YouTube videos and whatnot. I don't know what program my daughter had went through in the Catholic school system here that got them interested in Father Mike Schmitz, and so now we definitely have him on, on YouTube quite a bit as we sit around the, the TV in evenings as a family watching him, too. So he's another mm-hmm. great blessing to the Church.
2: Absolutely. Very gifted communicator. And I think he even talks more quickly than I do. Father Michael
1: Schrepp? <laughs> well, I find that hard to believe. No one's, no one's better at that than you. And so just a little bit, could, could you let us know a little bit about your background with media and why that's such an important part, and you have such a heart for doing Catholic media in, in the best ways possible?
2: That is uh, how I was trained, and I'll tell you, I, I credit, and I'll talk about this next week. I'm going to uh, be talking a little bit about my journey back into the Catholic Church, but I found my calling at a very young age when I was in Catholic grade school. I had great lay teachers and great religious teachers, and this is so funny, but they recognized my, my gift for gab, and <laughs> I was always getting in trouble for talking too much. I know it's a shock. Oh, but yeah they said, well, let's give this girl a microphone and see what she does. And so they, they would have me do do, do you know, little stories. We had story time. I'd read out loud, and we had little um, Christmas plays or whatnot. They'd put me on the stage and have me recite a poem or something. And I just felt very comfortable, and I knew, ooh, you know, I like this, and, and what can I do with this? And then I liked to write, and I had an English teacher who said, you know, you have a gift for that. You should consider combining the two to go into broadcast journalism. And at that time, they were starting to feature more and more women in that part of broadcasting and broadcast news, and because I was very nosy and could never keep a secret, I thought, well, I could use my speaking, my writing, and my, you know, inquisitiveness to do something with it, and I never looked back. I mean, and so by the time I was in the third or fourth grade, I made that commitment to going into the media, and then it was off to the races. Uh, and I don't want to give too much away because I want people to, to show up, <laughs> but I did have a very long, extensive career a very successful one in secular media. but during that time, I also lost my wife. I fell away from the faith. Uh, I became very worldly. My husband and I uh, experienced a lot of success very quickly, and we had everything that the world thought you know made the perfect, you know the perfect pair. We had the the house, the clothes, the money, but we were you know married only um, you know in the church, but we were really living separate lives as married singles. so, uh, there's some interesting details and some twists and turns, but again, as Paul Harvey says, for the rest of the story, <laughs> you got to show up next week.
1: Yeah, I would say that's on March 8th again. I believe that is a Tuesday if I've got my my dates mm-hmm. correct, the week from today. Yep. So, um, and Next Tuesday. One, one of the things you've been really helpful in our own family uh, with is helping our children, especially my oldest daughter is turning 17 here in just a couple months, um, and we've got nine of them that go down... Uh, After that, down to like age two or three or whatever. I can't, I'm a dad. I don't have to remember my kids' ages. That's why I have a bride. Um, But you've been so helpful in helping us to encourage them to not be dominated by what the media tells them a woman is or is not supposed to be. Um, Speak a little bit to that, if you would, Teresa, about the value of, of how the faith is supposed to inform our identity and not, you know, some celebrity or some Instagram, TikTok thing.
2: You mentioned my book, Extreme Makeover. It's one of my favorites, Extreme Makeover, Women Transformed by Christ, Not Conformed to the Culture. I'll, I'll bring some for sale next week along with my latest book, Listening for God. But I went through that whole process of thinking that I was identified uh, by who I was in terms of my job and what I look like because I was on camera, and not that there's anything wrong with looking nice and dressing you know, nicely and, and um, taking care of your appearance. I mean, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. But the Church is all about balance. What the media does is the media pushes these extremes, and it makes people feel, and there's all kinds of evidence to show this, and I'll get into a little bit of this next week, that especially young girls now with social media, and we heard a heck of a lot came out last year with the with the whistleblower from Facebook, they know what social media does to young girls in terms of their image. And so I had to go through all of that, but I really believe in Romans 8:28. all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, that everything I went through with my appearance and you know struggling with an eating disorder at a young age, coming out of that, realizing how the media had impacted me long before we had Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and LinkedIn, all these different things that, that kids are using. Uh, we just had you know television, basically radio and newspaper when, when we were growing up, and I was still greatly influenced about what the stars look like. And so what I tried to do is share my own experience in my books and help young girls that their identity is not in what they look like, or what they do even. It is in the fact that they are created in the image and likeness of God, and they're a daughter, and they're a daughter of the King. And so I talk about that, and I stress in a lot of my presentations that I do for women's conferences how Jesus was and still is the biggest woman blubber that ever walked the earth. Yes. If you, if you yes. read the Gospels, especially the you know John chapter 4, the story of the Samaritan woman, which is one of my favorites, Or if you look at any of the documents from the church that are just priceless, you know, JP Two's Papal Letter to Women or Melioris Dignitatum on the Dignity and Vocation of Women, these are treasure troves of of beauty and truth that we don't unpack and that I didn't even know existed for years. So that's what I try to do. And it's funny because I've made so many mistakes, I have so much material to work with, so I'll be writing (laughs) forever about (laughs) the mistakes I made, so there you go. But I just try to impart my experience through the eyes of the media because I lived it and I'm still living it. And that's my area of expertise. And and I studied media in school. I have a journalism degree. I have a minor in broadcasting. I, I, I've been on the air since I was fourteen years old. When I was in high school they had a little radio station. I started then yeah, I'm celebrating 20 years of Catholic connection on the air wow. and 40 years in media overall, 20 years in, in Catholic media and 20 years in secular media. So I've got a lot of experience to share. And, and the reason I do it is because I want people to benefit from, from what I've known and what I've seen.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, well, Join with Teresa on the other side of this break. Um, If you're like me, you just love listening to her and can't get enough of her, and today you get her for an hour and a half on RPR instead of just uh, the normal hours. So we'll hit her up on the other side of this break as we continue to listen to Real Presence Radio across the Real Presence Radio Network.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Father Pfeiffer of the Diocese of Fargo just reflecting on marriage between one man and one woman initiated in the mind and the heart of God for procreation, for unity and fidelity. When a man and a woman approach the altar, they're asking God the Father's blessing. As they ask God the Father's blessing upon their marriage, the man and the woman complement each other as the woman becomes the heart and the man the head of the marriage, just as the head and the heart work together in our own bodies. There's three ways that a woman will become the heart, through nurturing, nourishing, and nesting the home front, where the man complements as the head the four Ps, to protect, to provide, to push for excellence, and to become men of prayer. How is your marriage doing in these three areas? How can you help others to see the significance of marriage in the eyes of God?
0: This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. I am Nathan Sather. I'm your host this morning, joining you from a beautiful, sunny studio here in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, It is still a little chilly, but there's definitely a sense that spring's in the air and the seasons will change soon, and if you're like me, you can't wait for all this snow uh, to disappear. But in the meantime, uh, we're joining our our radio audience here with Teresa Tamio, and it's really a pleasure for me to be able to talk to Teresa uh, live on air, Um, and as well as Teresa is a, a fantastic media person and has done so much um, for the church and the work that she does, but she's also like all of us listening right now, you know, faithful, a faithful Christian and a faithful Catholic Christian at that. And so Teresa, I'd like to ask a little bit, um, in the segment, uh, to, to previous to you, I had Bishop from Duluth on, and he kind of corrected me on some fat Tuesday Lenten journey type things. So I'm curious what, what Lent looks like for Teresa Tomio? How do you live out your intentional discipleship with Jesus during the period of, of Lent, and what kind of things do you do in your family?
2: Well, it helps when you're married to a deacon, so <laughs> <laughs> Deacon Dom helps uh, helps keep me in line. And of course, he has a lot of um, things that he has to do related to our parish and Lent. Has to be in the church pretty much all day tomorrow, uh, in, you know, with different uh, times for Mass and then for the Ash Wednesday services. Uh, but for us, I think what we try to do and and which is to really back away from, you know, from the media. I'm I'm a news junkie. I know, surprise, surprise with my background, but I I love to watch the latest and what's going on in in politics, and that can get really all-consuming. And so I have to practice what I preach, and I really like to use Lent to to back away from that and to find more peace and more quiet in my life and, and make sure that I'm doing what I tell people to do. Now, I have to be... Up on a lot more things to people because I do a two-hour radio show every day. Duluth and our other affiliates, most of our EW Ten affiliates, only get the second hour of the show. But I'm doing another full hour prior to coming on EW Ten, which means I have to know what's going on in Michigan, I have to know what's going on in the Midwest, and I, in general, have to know what's going on across the church so I can share that with the listeners. So I have to keep up on things. But I do find if there's particular shows that I like, I want to see what so and so is saying about this, or you know, particular commentators that I enjoy. So I really try to make it a a habit of winning myself off and hopefully, you know, keeping that habit um, after Lent. But it's a challenge. So that, and I think, um, you know, again, just really uh, making sure that I am staying close to Christ through doing more Scripture reading. I'm very much into the Bible because my husband and I came back to the Church through a non-denominational Bible study of all things. And so I really want to do more Scripture reading this, this Lent, so that's a goal of mine.
1: If you don't mind me asking, what was the non-denominational Bible study that piqued your interest back?
2: Sure, it was the Bible study fellowship, and it started out where my husband, um, kind of a miraculous story, in the midst of our, all our troubles, a, a mutual friend of ours invited him to this men's study, and because it was a, a friend in the broadcasting business that was connected to me, my husband didn't want to say no until he ended up going to this just out of obligation, and he recognized the Catholic Church and the Bible, and that, that was the, the turnaround point. Uh, in our lives in terms of God slowly coming back and him eventually discerning the diaconate, But again, I'm not going to give you too many details, because you've got to show
1: <laughs> up next Tuesday. Uh, yeah, Tuesday, March 8th, uh, contact Real Presence Radio and, and make sure you can attend that uh, banquet there in Duluth. We just had our banquet in Fargo here about a month or so ago, and it was absolutely fantastic. It's like a small little Catholic family reunion. Um, and to be able to meet the people that impact our, our faith lives on air at the same time is just a real, an absolute real blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for for myself, I've had military ministry as my background as well as other forms of military service. So, uh, I'm always interested in, in non-denominational things that bring people closer to Jesus. So, well, that's kind of why I reached out to you on, on that question. But I'm also kind of curious, I know you've put out some messages and whatnot in regards to Lent. Um, you know, if, if if you were to provide one thing that you want you're talking about increasing your own scripture reading, is that what you would recommend for our listeners to kinda of deepen their relationship with Jesus over Lent, or is there another direction you would ask them to, to kinda of consider and take?
2: Well, actually, they uh, they can check out, I wrote a blog on this last week based on the Holy Father's beautiful Lenten message, Never Tire of Doing Good, which is from um, the letter to the Galatians, and within that letter, he talks about social media, so my recommendation would be, in addition to giving yourself more quiet time and downtime from media, is to maybe you know break away from social media, That and read the Holy Father's Lenten message, that would be one thing, and take it to prayer to see what he says about how we can use that time that we would spend... On social media, not that social media is all bad, because it's a great way to evangelize and and to promote, um, you know, good things as well. But let's face it: when you have surveys, and I have a link to this survey in my blog, when you have surveys showing that adults are spending eleven eleven hours a day, eleven hours a day, engaging with the media, whether it's TV, whether it's social media, eleven hours a day. And this was pre-COVID, by the way. This is 2018, a Nielsen a Nielsen study that came out, one of their quarterly reports on media usage then you know, Houston, we have a problem. But within that newsletter, I do give some suggestions, and I just put out, and you can sign up for my free e-blast uh, through my website, TeresaTamio.com, I just put out some suggestions for Lent. And one of the great things to do, of course, is to take advantage of different things that are offered through EW10, our affiliates, such as yours, and uh, all the stations within the Real Presence Network, because we carry the Mass, we carry rosaries, we carry an opportunity you know, to, to hear different prayers, And so check out the Real Presence website, check out EWTN.com. Those are the good media outlets that are going to give you some real good tools that you can use during Lent to make a difference. But both the blog that I wrote last week on the Holy Father's Lenten message and then the uh, free e-news blast that I did today, you can just go to my website, TeresaTamio.com for more information.
1: Outstanding. Good, good, good advice. Um, I did want to back up on something real quick when you mentioned the woman at the well earlier. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching The Chosen? Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the scene where the woman at the well comes up and that kind of like promotes Jesus' starting of his, his ministry and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That is such a captivating scene. My family, my children especially, just we go back and watch that over and over again. The song that comes on afterwards, they just did an excellent job of, of doing that.
2: Yeah, well, that, that whole that whole uh, gospel message of Jesus, you know, encountering the woman at the well, encountering Jesus. If, if you think about what was going on, this is what's so great about being Catholic. This Catholic puts everything into perspective. It, it, you pull out and you see the big picture, and you have to think about and understand the time. And if you know that that this was a Samaritan woman and Jesus it was Jewish, and the Jews did not mix with the Samaritans. And why was she coming to the well at the middle of the day? Because that way she knew it was the middle of the day, it was very hot, so she wouldn't be bothered by the people who would make comments or, or look at her in a bad way because she was living with a man to whom she was not married. And, you know, Jesus knows all this, but he's sitting there and he's at the well, and she goes and they have this conversation. And so there's this great exchange that occurs, and by the end of the conversation, she doesn't even fill up her well with water, she's filled differently, and so she goes out and becomes what is considered one of the first evangelists. So... And that, again, you know, men did not talk to women in the way our Lord spoke to women. I mean, if you look at the, the way they treated women, they were property. They were now not allowed even to testify in court because they weren't considered to be, you know, valuable witnesses. So there's a whole study just on the way Jesus treated the woman at the well in terms of who we are, in terms of our dignity. So it's just
1: awesome. Yeah, and one of the things I try to share with as many people as I can, but especially my own children, no one did anything remotely like Jesus did for women and yet the church is considered so anti-feminist and whatnot. Right. So that, that's just a critical message. So no one did more for women than Jesus and the Catholic Church, and that's the way it will be going forward. And maybe number two is you, Teresa. You've done a great job, and we just thank you so much for having you with us for a short period of time here on Real Presence Life.
2: Well, thank you for the opportunity. And I, Again, I loved being in Fargo, and I'm looking forward to uh, being in Duluth and that that happens a week from tomorrow, so go to the Real Presence Radio website because it's all there on the homepage, and uh, God willing, I'll see you
1: folks in Duluth. All right, sounds good, Teresa. God bless you. You too. All right, and I think she got the day, one day off. It's not a week from tomorrow, it's a week from today, correct? March 8th is... Yeah, yeah, okay. Eighth <laughs> Tuesday. If, if, it's a week if, from today. If we could keep you for two days, Teresa, that'd be even better. We could have a banquet on <laughs> Tuesday and another one on Wednesday
2: temperature goes above 40 i'm there uh, right now it's still really <laughs> cold in michigan so we'll all
1: see right. sounds good thank you teresa god bless you you too
2: ciao
1: all right so that was teresa tomio again i don't know who i need to interview now maybe steve ray i don't know who number three is on my list but what will our listeners get a chance to hear about here from real presence live tomorrow
2: yeah so on tomorrow's real presence live from 9 to 11 a.m central deacon paul trinan and teresa curley are your hosts coming to you live from the Abbey of the Hills in Marvin, South Dakota. Sammy Murtha will be on to talk about a program that's encouraging Catholic youth in their pursuit of holiness. And Robin Brugman will share some ideas for living liturgically during Lent. All that and more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Wednesday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a wonderful show. I mean, again, I I, I mention it almost all the time, but this is... You show up at 9 o'clock. I get the privilege of being able to speak with you, our listening audience, and you blink and it's over. Like, I wanted more time with Clement today. I wanted more time with Bishop Felton today. And our first segment, uh, Glenn Gower and I were talking and he actually has already texted me a couple times since since that segment. So it's just Real Presence Radio is such a blessing uh, for me in particular, um, but I'm sure for our, our listening audience as well. Um, the conversations we have, the connections that we make. And for those of you in the Duluth area that have an opportunity to attend the banquet, I would encourage you to really go ahead and do so. You are going to enjoy what Teresa Tamio has to say. Her story um, that she's going to talk about that she gave us a couple teasers for uh, is a very, very compelling story. And to have someone who works for you know, an actual major news affiliate and come back and, and live the life that she's living. It's a phenomenal story. So March 8th is the banquet there, and we'll close our time here with a short prayer. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for all your gifts and blessings. Help us to live the life that you want us to live this day and to follow your holy will in all things. We ask this through Christ, our Lord. Amen.